Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Sanctioned Citizen Podcast. Uh, outside, there's there's a big garbage truck. I should call it the Memorial Day post-weekender slash garbage and taxes edition. But I'm still your humblest host, Tempest Del Fuego, bringing you some updates on the UK HRC rules for mass spectrum surveillance. Well, it turns out it's a human rights violation. We'll get to that a little later. So uh, I'm going to make this plain. This edition is thick with foreign grievance. I hope you'll stick around to learn how you can self-advocate on the issue of COVID-19 restriction and mass surveillance. So first out of the gate, I wanted to give you a threat update on the matter of vaccine passports. Ah! You know, it's just one of those things you don't want to do. Don't want to deal with no vaccine passports. So the pandemic restrictions stand to be more or less over for Washington State, uh, which was the initiate hot zone for America's COVID-19 pandemic brought to you by the CCP. See, our governor, Jay Inslee, has scheduled plans to lift COVID restrictions on or before June 30th of this year. Not next year, this year. So that's in about a month. So most of America is in a similar position, thank God. So... Uh, but there still is a lot of travel and international travel kicking up. So t- TSA and the Department of Homeland Security are now looking into kind of mirroring international vaccination passport requirements as a peculiar travel limitation. So let's say if another nation has a passport mandate, uh, I believe they're looking into seeking to honor the request for international travel. So I, uh, according to Epoch News, there is a quote here <clears throat> from DHS spokespersons, and I'm not I'm not awesome at reading uh, DHS quotes cold, but I'll I'll do my best. Quote: We have always said we are looking into how we can ensure Americans traveling abroad have a quick and easy way into entering other countries. That's what the secretary was referring to, ensuring that all U.S. travelers will be able to easily meet any anticipated foreign country entry requirements. There will be no federal vaccination database and no federal mandate requiring everyone to obtain a single vaccination credential, the department said. Well, let's let's hope that stays true if it's true. There hasn't... uh, <clears throat> that that hasn't stopped Iowa or Alabama issuing an executive order notice that requirements for a COVID passport will not be an issue for domestic travelers there in their states. So I'm like a lot of Americans in that I don't really trust anything the government tells me anymore on COVID. I mean, I, I listen to what they say, uh, but they've really been inconsistent on most everything and transparently revealed as dishonest frequently over time. So I think you should go do your life because your antibodies actually do not answer to the federal government. And they're the only ones who can actually actively fight the COVID-19 virus. So if you have them, great. If you don't have them, go get some from uh, a serum or a vaccine. Uh, It's accessible. If you want COVID immunity, you can probably get it. Uh, I don't recommend proactively going to to get COVID so that you can have antibodies, but, you know, there's a fair amount of people who can now discover that they have the antibodies, so 
maybe go do that. Then you'll know if you're immune or not. So if U.S. governors like, say, our governor, Jay Inslee, are not going to validate existing reports of viable scientific serology that's been around for hundreds of years, uh, they're just another useful idiot working for the CCP and the World Health Organization. So Inslee has unfortunately been that guy for at least seven years. So it's obviously an easier delusion to believe that they can control my actions for unconstitutional reasons because politics... Um, so I kind of have a, a counter ultimatum for, you know, the progressive governors like Jay Inslee, you know, if, if all rules are relative, you know, and non-local communist interests can squat on our state, uh, in that they don't require these anarcho-communists from Portland or Russia or Beijing to wear masks as they tear up our police departments or provide AR-15 arms to Antifa or maybe rape the locals in the, in the parks. Um, I'm not going to wear a, a mask in Seattle, in a public outdoor space in Seattle. So I don't do any of those illegal things that I just listed, so I don't need to be treated like I'm the reckless scofflaw in the community. I think there's other more dangerous people. but um, So I, I think if Inslee wants to change the game, he should stop canceling Americans who live in his state and start working on with global human rights compliance and expelling human rights violators for mass spectrum surveillance, cyber terrorism, and CCP entrenchment and their operatives from his state. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I bury the lead? Let me get that for you right now. Okay, so according to Info Security Group News, Europe's top human rights court rules UK mass surveillance is illegal. The judgment by the Grand Chamber goes further than the European Court of Human Rights 2018 ruling by adding a new requirement of prior independent or judicial authorization for bulk interception of communications, Privacy International argued. Quote, Today, the court re reiterated that an intelligence agency cannot act on their own in secret and in the absence of authorization and supervision by independent authorities noted the group's acting legal director, Ilya Ciatista. They must be accountable because their capabilities to access personal data about each and every one of us, even if we're not suspected of any wrongdoing, pose serious risks in a democratic society, end quote. So this means that GCHQ and the Five Eyes Brigade are going to have to reorganize their whole system of warrantless competition. You know, the one that they manufacture to keep up with a totalitarian dictatorship in Asia uh, and prioritize human rights enforcement, you know, toward the number one techno-surveillance state in the world in Asia, the CCP. So they're going to have to disenroll the whole of digital humanity from the warrantless queues that Five Eyes partnered for inspection. You know, they recruited the UK, the US, the New Zealand, the AU, Australia, and most importantly, Canada. You know, they're, they're all going to have to scratch those domestic intrusion contracts on partner citizens and stop calling China a competitor and rebrand them as the enemy to humanity at, as they are. 
So if, if it is a human rights violation, they cannot be doing it and compete with China to be better at it. They have to go and force a human rights agenda against China. And that's the right thing to do. That is the proper thing to do. Instead of trying to rickroll everyone in the West into doing it like China, which is st stupefying. Okay. So that way everyone can stop laundering their despotic technology practices, which actually belong in a 1985 Stasi closed society, and come along with Western constitutional republics, sovereign state requirements for due process. Okay? Hope that's clear. No one. No one is entitled to full spectrum mass surveillance, least of all the United States of America who kind of ate Satan's envy bait for their data-less control to compete for surveillance hegemony. You know, and it brutalized the psyche of the free world. You know, we all got placed in a digital cage. And, um, and it undermined all of our consents. And, you know, there was warrantless surveillance and a phony baloney kangaroo rubber stamp court called the FIS. So, if you're a member of an EU state and you're listening to this podcast, I wish to register my human rights injury with a European human rights official so that proceedings may begin to cease and desist all foreign and domestic intrusion against my Fourth Amendment guarantees. So, I may go visit a European-designated office to document my problems with both my own government and that of the CCP. So, you may do exactly the same. I've contacted my local representative four different times since the airing of the last podcast, and no one's responding to my request for casework. Why would I need casework with the U.S. State Department? I think it's because the CCP has repeatedly violated my property rights. Repeatedly. Intellectual property rights, data property rights, and there must be some kind of surveillance in there somewhere. You know, I'll, I'll flesh it out in a little bit. Um but they have not responded to any request for casework with the U.S. State Department, which I'm entitled to as a citizen. So why would I ever make that claim? Uh, because it's well documented that members of what is known as the 50 Cent Party have been employed by multinational social media companies headquartered in the United States, specifically Facebook, but also Twitter and also others. So part of the arrangement of their employment mandate by the CCP is to be able to censor anyone contracted for any number of speech issues. And uh, this uh, 50 Cent Party Resort tool has included locking Americans out of their own accounts, man-in-the-middle attacks in the form of delaying, interrupting, uh, denial of service, denial of service, denial of service, uh, SMS, email, and other messaging spoofing, and that's to poison uh, relations with people that you know and trust uh, through messaging sabotage. They'll intercept the private communications with people you actually know and trust, and then inject, um, you know, bad messaging, untrustworthy messaging, lie to you, make you think they said something they didn't. So, Project Veritas produced a report with a very structured denial-of-service tiering system um, as an internal document at Facebook. 
So that's far too organized for it not to come from a government contractor or somebody working with a government. I don't really believe that Facebook has an advanced vaccine hesitancy policy because all they do is work on technology. We'll just take that as known internal document because we can't confirm that it is a government document. Um, it, it appears to be far too organized for it not to come from a government contractor. It just, it appears that way from what I can see. So vaccine hesitancy on paper is some sort of heresy for U.S. Democratic partisan operatives. You know, they've, they've routinely abused mobile and media back channels for max spectrum surveillance in the past, maybe from a prior administration, Obama. Um, they used it, they've used it on their political opponents and they've done their, their fair share of misinformation, disinformation, and most of it to coerce compliance from U.S. publications and, and the mainstream media, the media, the other media. Um, so I think that they should clean up their unethical mess, you know. This is what you get for letting Microsoft and Verizon play in the AI sandboxes. Human rights injury claims. So if members of the U.S. State Department have been using 50-cent party contractors as a political back channel to punish other Americans for non-compliance to, say, a totalitarian agenda, uh, the State Department is also poisoned. So if I have reason to believe that that um, and other people in the know also have reason to believe that uh, this may be why Europe had to suddenly get up and be the big adult in the room and call out mass spectrum surveillance as a human rights violation so that it would all cease and desist. So our moral behavior as a nation should absolutely and resolutely comply with our constitutional freedoms and regard the hu universal human rights and freedoms of the whole of humanity. I believe this. The 50 Cent Party should be embargoed from touching any American media accounts right now. But I think U.S. leftist bureaucrats that have had it too good for too long are, are reluctant to do that, and they're making non-legal excuses right now for keeping that in place. And I think that they may not want someone like me to know about it. And so by deferring or delaying and not answering the call for you know, judicious action on the U.S. State Department. It's putting me in a rough place. I'm going to have to go to a European partner and say I can't, I can't get adequate service from my own government because they're busy violating my rights. <laughs> I mean, it's, I laugh, but it's, it's quite unfunny. But I, I say that um, I'm getting some clarity on some years and years old issues that impact my physical security as much as it impacts my psychological security for, for being here in the Pacific Northwest and witnessing all the, the tech hell from the left. We knew CCP operators have been purchasing real estate, buying up the freeways, worming their way into collecting U.S. tax revenues from contracts with the Department of Transportation, you know, paying re Russian GPS engineers and INRICs, so forth and so on, in the regressivist, globalized takeover of U.S. Te territory in, in Washington State and the PNW. So what I didn't realize 
was that a few hours south of here, there were some ideologues at the Institute for Anarchist Studies, IAS, in Portland. The Institute for Anarchist Studies. Okay. They were hatching pro-criminal and pro-terrorist policy in open air with nearly no recognized objection from anyone in the progressive-led local government universe. So I remember when Inslee was confronted about the riots taking place last year. You know, and he gave the rubber-stamped Washington State corporate okey-doke line, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. On its obvious face, abolish the police and defund the police seems explicitly anarchist to me. There's nothing about that that says, I'm not anarchist. <laughs> so, but for some reason, people have been reluctant to say, hey, it's anarchist policy on television. I don't know why. You know, it's obviously ungovernment. So, but there's been a lot of language inversion. Um, so they're inverting the language so that the meaning of words like, say, equity, inclusion, and racism is actually kind of contrary to its written legal and dictionary vernacular meaning. Okay, so equity in anarchist par policy essentially means open-air theft of your property and livelihood. Okay, inclusion means exclusion of all undesired or condemned racists. And racist means anyone who doesn't do what Kami says. So that's, that's the breakdown. To, that's how it translates to the people who have to live with anarchist policy. Anarcho-communist policy from Portland where they have an 800% spike in crime because there is no police enforcement whatsoever. And anarchists are incubating and tearing up the city every single night. I don't think there's a non-burned trash can left in Portland. If there is... Write me and let me know where it is. <laughs> okay, so how the hell did the CCP get the notion that they could get away with coming to the United States, agitating black bloc leftists, bribing our officials using our own people and our own labor and our own media companies? I'll tell you exactly how. See, the progressive left local governments in America, say in like Washington State and California specifically, have serially denied, systemically suppressed recognition of U.S. data property rights for nearly 15 or longer years uh, as routine public policy, as in the course of business, demanding that a law be created rather than recognize these common law rights to data generation based on user activity, intellectual property, and copyright law, and the use of good faith contracts. Bad contract law is rampant. And prosecutorial misconduct is manifesting as selective enforcement and, and really non-enforcement of U.S. property law. So these governments hollowed out or, or suppressed any legal claim to data ownership by you. You own your data inherently. They refuse to recognize it in a leftist court. They refuse to see you. So they have done this so that they could do global business, data to dollars, intelligence conversion abroad in China. Okay, They corrupted our political ranks with this largesse and money 
to represent the interest of big tech. So they shunted our regular process with a key plank. It's key to communist policy to assume or deny the private property rights of the individual to go to the collective administrative mandate. So in this case, they didn't have anyone else to play collective administrator, so they made the tech companies do it because they were the ones under CCP government-required rule to do multinational business. So they, they were under CCP government, so that's how they, they washed it all over. That's how they made it right. So, so this is IE by CCP monetary proxy used by the tech companies. And it's kind of a cruel irony, that, but CCP is also shorthand for Central Counterparty Clearinghouse, which is what all the tech companies in the ecosystem seem to be using for global trade exchanges. So what is a Central Counterparty Clearinghouse, CCP? So it's an entity that helps facilitate trading in various European derivatives and equities markets. There's your equity right there. So typically operated by the major banks in each country, CCPs strive to introduce efficiency and stability into various financial markets. It reduces counterparty, operational, settlement, market, legal, and default risk for traders. That's what it is. CCP and CCP. Ruh-roh, Aspen. So it's looking like with this new ruling, it might be time to reimagine or at least reconcile your third-party business processes with some corporate responsibility. If you don't, someone in Europe is probably going to compile a sanctions list for mass-spectrum surveillance collusion with the Chinese Communist Party on, you know, for Western human rights abuses. So that's something to think about. So it's your same old frenemies at work against the U.S. domestic interest. I'm not saying anything new here. But <coughs> this weekend, Russia bellied up to the bar, the cyber warcraft bar, for some barbecue and pork over Memorial Day. There was an apparent punk attack on uh, JBS Foods. As it turns out, JBS Foods in the United States is the number one beef producer nationwide and number two in pork production as well. I think it might be helpful at this time to write our president and his aides and ask him to take a much more strident position against Russian cyber measures, meaning countermeasures, cyber countermeasures, defense, automated defense... Proactive defense, any kind of defense, actually. Offensive, defensive, holistic defense, audit and revocation of global access passes to old friends, uh, to our commodities, energy, infrastructure, because it's really obvious right now that Russia is going to keep raiding whatever they can from Russia. We may have more insider threats now. I don't know. Might be time for an investigation. So maybe Russia shouldn't take it personally because they've attacked us twice. You know, it's not your accent, it's your actions that keep you in the U.S. margins. So if you don't raid the smoke houses, we won't have to shoot the bear. 
Um, and finally, I want to address uh, Google Health taking up with HCA and American Hospital Chain. Apparently, they are going to start licensing patient health records from HCA to perform AI development and research. Honestly, that could be anything from ginning up DNA records to make robotics goop more human to letting Google select who lives and who dies based on search records. This has actually happened before um, to the UK National Health Services, the NHS, who ended up suing Google's DeepMind AI labs for raking in patient records without patient consent to use their algorithms and test them for diagnosis and other, th other things, just lots of things. So we know that Google abuses consumer rights, location data, whatever you give them. Whatever you give them, they take and take and take and keep taking and trading in that data for money and to develop their own stuff by stealing from you, data from you. So if you like yourself, if you need health privacy for the future, you know, for your children, I think it is time to act on your own behalf and definitely make a statement of some sort to some governing official, more likely a federal official, um, that Google is not for you. Uh, they have already done this to a foreign government, uh, to five of their hospital orifices, and so it will happen again if we allow it in America. You have to raise objection now because they are going to be told your data is not your data. Your health records don't belong to you. They actually belong to the hospital and then they actually belong to Google. So it's more of the same communist theory that comes from Berkeley and then went to the tech left global People who are running Google, same idea. You don't actually own what's yours. The administrator owns what's yours. And they make all the money and then you just do what you're told. You just sit there and get raked for data so that we can become rich and you get nothing but surveillance. Which is a human rights violation. Ha ha! Go see somebody. I really appreciate you listening to this podcast. This has been Tempest del Fuego. Go get some barbecue.